Muckraker Beer, episode numero uno, season seven. All right, pal, that'll be it. That'll be <laughs> uh, it, pal. Hello. That was my waits, my Tommy wait. Tommy waits. Tommy waits for no one. Uh, welcome, Bookraker Beer, top of the season seven to you. Episode one, little Nick and Dan cast. Little, little Nick, Nick and Dan. Dan. Nick, little and Nick and Dan. Dan. Nick and Dan. Nick and Dan cast. Hello, Daniel. Hello, Nicholas. Great to see you, friend. Yeah. Sorry I missed last one, but you know, duty calls. No worries. Uh, it, that it does. And um, unfortunately, uh, Gregorio is not here for this one. So it goes. This is uh, the start to a season that will hopefully find itself some strong footing as we move forward. But this one, I'm especially excited about uh, for a number of reasons, not the least of which being um, I really, this is the first book that I have been excited about uh, in quite some time to the point that I pre-ordered it. I saw it posted. I read a little bit about it, a little bit about the author, and I was very excited. So, um, are you ready? Let's 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 dive in, man. Oh, I am so ready. Um, you did a good. You did good, kid. And that was the other thing. I didn't. Did I didn't good. necessarily want to want to pat myself on the back that you patted me on the back. No, but man. I was glad to see that you found it uh, an enjoyable read because you never. You never can tell with these with these chappies, you know, like yeah. what you're getting into. You can get fooled by a name, a yeah. beautiful cover. You know? Listen, my friend, I am reaching through the Zoom and giving you a little tussle. Ah, yeah, a little, a little, a little knuckle to the chin. Yeah, he gets uh, it. Playful. Uh, yeah. So this uh, cast is a, is a combo. Uh, Nick and Dan, we 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 both added some uh, components of this. Made a little goulash, baby. Uh, so we are talking about the chat book by Kirsten Renu, uh, put out by the Ethel Zine and Press. This is meeting gods in basement bars and other ways to find forgiveness, um, which the title alone really did draw me in. I'll be perfectly honest. And then, of course, I got it. I was pumped. Uh, Daniel, you have given us the, I guess, 21 year anniversary of Tom Waits, hence the intro, uh, Alice, which is a really interesting and unique offering because uh, it's one of two albums he put out that year in yeah. 02, and it is one that is the soundtrack to a play, uh, which was news to me. I didn't realize that, he, that that was something he dabbled in, you know? Um, um, lot, quite a few of his albums are just soundtracks that he wrote to um, either movies or plays or theater. And uh, you know, I, I, as as you the the sitting waits, uh, you know, scholar, I I uh, you know am humbled by by your knowledge of this fourteenth album from the dude. Yeah. And uh, and and a soundtrack nonetheless, which um, which we'll obviously get into. And then of course, uh, because of I think both the uh, the authors here, the the artists here that are. Um, are being explored today. We've chosen to do a little dive bar action. I've got my yellow belly for the beer, and you, my friend, have a gigantic PBR, correct? What the fuck is a yellow belly? Coors Banquet beer. Yeah, nobody, friend. no one knows that. You're the only one that calls it a yellow belly. So here's the thing. This is um, uh, from the West. So mm. so my Montanaans, Montanas, people from Montana, 
Uh, they call it a yellow belly. I believe Montanians. Montanians. Joe Montanians. You got uh, They. You're on fire tonight. They do call it a yellow belly. <laughs> That's where I picked it up. I'll be perfectly honest. I was out there, and, and they called it a yellow belly. So. Um, that's the that's the collection, dear listeners. That is the collection today. The book, the, the record, record, and the beers. Uh, listen, I think it's a uh, overstatement of such to call these things beers. They are um, beer beer flavored waters that uh, do the job. Macro beverages. Yes. Um, so here's the thing. How would I introduce my pals given this collection of things? I would introduce them as people we meet in bars. Uh, we have, obviously, the link to this story, to the collection, rather, the chappy. Uh, and as well, I always have seen uh, Waits, for better or worse, as, as, as a, uh, just a boozy buddy that, that happens to be this phenomenal singer uh, you might come across. Um, and, and a, a really sort of a accomplished actor, I would argue, as well. I'm always glad when I see him in something. So, uh, But I want to, like, drink. I feel like I would like to drink with him. I would like to sit down and drink with him, uh, if for no other reason than to see what kind of sing-songy thing we could get into. And, of course, we have our dive bar beers. So who would Nick Gregorio be as a person we meet in a bar? I think, very realistically, he would be uh, the local guy. Who's posted up on the bar with you when mm-hmm. you enter this new establishment? Uh, he, he compliments your choice of of beer. Is your best friend for those five minutes that you're standing waiting for your beers uh, and leaned up against that that sweet shellacked mahogany together. Um, <laughs> and then he goes back to to his table with his with his real friends while you pull up a stool. Yeah, I think I think that's accurately. Mr. Gregorio, he's that dude that I think you would meet. He in the is bar. that guy, and he's going to give you a nice, good, sonorous. <laughs> oh, you're right, sir. <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, and uh, Daniel, you. Oh boy. On the other hand, <laughs> I took a literary bent for you. You, you you're uh, the literary. You, you're, you're Strider. Strider. <laughs> The noobs come to Arcadia wide-eyed <laughs> and on an adventure, and, and Daniel will be there to save you almost immediately uh, from mm-hmm. the ring rates of complacency and doubt. <laughs> I kind of love that. Uh, yeah, he's, he's just in the corner with a very long pipe, a king unassuming. You don't, don't want to drink that. You don't want to drink. I'll tell you what you, you don't. Do. You also don't want to participate in that. No. Nor do you want to write that. No. Do better. <laughs> Please do better. And do not, for the love of God, read off of your phone during the open mic when you get up there. Good Christ. Use a piece of paper. Be a gentleman. <sighs> God damn it. Oh, my God. It's so funny because I was going back through preparing today to print out stuff for Friday. He fucking better. I found. Uh, when have I ever? Yeah. Come on. I don't think I have. I'll be honest. Maybe I have, and, and, and I may be at fault here. But I found, and here's my point, so many past readings files, like saved files of collections of poems that I you know, printed with all these dates. And I was like, oh, shit, I, I, I do. 
this I thought you know it, it was like it's been a while because I was looking at the dates, but I was like I do this every time, don't I? And I absolutely do. So in any case, not to defend myself, but that just is the way it happens. Just print it out. Um, just fucking print that, it out. Just fucking print it, guys. And I don't put, <laughs> pump up the font too, so you're not. You know uh, what I mean? Pump up the font a little bit. Sixteen point minimum. Min, and you can throw a Cambria in there. You don't gotta be. No you one's looking I mean? at like, it except you. Make it a bit. Uh, okay, make yeah, it easy. Little, make, make it, it easy bulbous. for you. Make it bulbous. Uh, I, for whatever reason, I love technology, but for whatever reason, that is like the my last like, I don't know, fucking these kids, and it's not yeah. even like these kids. It's just a. I just think it's a bad look. It's it's a terrible look, and you know what? It's there was this. We went to see some stand up recently, and the host. Mm-hmm was trying to introduce the first comic and literally, I mean, must have signed in to three different email accounts, yeah. went into her drive yeah. to try and find just some background on the dude. You know, um, it's, it seems like you're working, nuts. like you're not prepared, you know? Right. But like, oh man, how difficult would it have been? You know, it's just, it's bananas. So in any case, and the, that's... The, the neck is craned, people, they adopt their phone posture. It's bad. How, bad news. Also, how are you making eye contact? You're not. The microphone gets all fucky. Yeah, then it's weird. It's weird. You got I the don't, blue I don't light. You know, it's all. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, it's gonna be dark in there, so yeah. you're gonna have this reflection yeah. on your face. Yeah. You know? Oh, it's, it's, like it's you're fucking wild. Dracula. <laughs> it's bananas. <laughs> yeah. It's bananas. Listen, so, Nosferatu, put out a fucking <laughs> piece of paper. <laughs> If I was to introduce you as someone that you'd meet at the bar, Mm -hmm. um, you would be the overly educated slash, this could be an end or, highly educated, wait, what did I say? Overly educated? Uh, Yeah, that's how you you started, yeah. Okay, listeners, um, it's been a long day and I'm... I'm kind of higher than I thought I was before this started. <laughs> so you would be the over-educated slash highly intelligent line cook. Nice. The guy that is just back there busting his ass. He comes I out, he sits down, he gets his shift beer. Mm. And, you you know, you don't really think much of him. Unassuming, hardworking guy, nice enough, nice enough yeah. fella. And then you start getting in some shit. A little like, bit of blood on the apron. Yeah, you're like, oh, this guy, uh, oh, this guy's, this guy's fucking all right. He's all right. What, <laughs> what, what'd you do with your life? Why are you? Yeah, what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, why? <laughs> so, that's what's a, going on. That's who you I'm think. intrigued. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. Um, oh man, just to think of, like, literally how close, I, I came. To being exactly the guy. I, I, I know. We were both that guy for a while. Yeah, for a piece of time. A strong piece of time. Yeah. Love it. Cheers, man. Yeah. Um, fantastic. I, I, I would love to meet us in a bar. Um, and I used to, that used to be such a wonderful thing to be able to walk down and, and, and hang with you when you yeah. were, when you were behind it. Um, spinning that vinyl. Okay. So Another let's life. jump in here. Um, so, I, and, and here's the thing, dear listener, this is legitimately not a, a, any sort of, uh, uh, shameless, uh, promotion or, or, or plug at all. I did not pick, uh, this book because we, we, we share a press or anything like that. I, 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 this book and $2 radios found audio are the few books 
where I saw the promotion for it, and I, I just I could not um, wait for them to come out. Uh, I, I was I was so fucking excited. Um, much like, and I want to give a little bit of, of, of a nod, and I'll do another one at the end. Uh, you know, uh, some books that are that are uh, meh, maybe coming out soon. I don't know. I don't know. I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> um, but uh, here we go. Kirsten Renier. I mean, I'm saying that because she lives in New Orleans now, yeah. uh, and I'm just taking that sort of like Rolls French, that, that patois. Um, but let's let's get a little background on our on our author here. Uh, a writer originally from the mountains of West Virginia, uh, graduated University of New Orleans uh, with a creative nonfiction degree. Spring of 2021, uh, defended her thesis with distinction and won the uh, Carol Geldman thesis award in nonfiction. Um, and so I, I I say that to say this is. This is one of her first, I think, collections because this just came out this year. Um, she graduated in 21. This came out uh, 23 this year. Um, and so, one, beautiful looking book. Love all these bottles. So it's, mm-hmm. uh, dear listener, the cover is uh, hand-stitched um, by Ethel herself, um, Sarah. And there's all these uh, alcohol bottles, but much like those candles that people put on the side of the road where someone's been shot or run over or killed uh, with the various saints on them. We know I'm talking about skinny guys. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the images, the, the pictures of these saints that are on these bottles of alcohol. For some reason, that was so striking to me. Uh, I love this idea of, of, of meeting gods in these really profane places. I think it's like there's a, a Bukowski-esque kind of thing going on here. Um, in a way, uh, which is how it struck me initially. So um, what we have here is basically uh, something of a, you know, creative nonfiction um, collection of story, uh, I, th- I would say, and correct me if you, if you disagree, but I would say uh, poetic sort of uh, narrative at times. Oh, um, absolutely. And, uh, and, and this just really beautiful... Uh, ecosystem of writing that feeds off of itself Mm -hmm. and exists in this in this singular way um that i love about a good collection i hate when i read something and it feels like this is all the best things i did and they're put together and Mm -hmm. smashed together I, i i i love things that are thematically connected, that exist as an album, I guess, that exist in, in, in a cohesive, sort of uh, singular, organic state. Well, this um, is it. This is it. This is absolutely it. So, um, yeah, uh, first impressions, Daniel. What do you think? Well, my first impression was you were um, being uh, a slave to your nepotism because <laughs> it comes from the same press that published your book. Right. Um, so I thought you were just... Tried to know, give the disclaimer earlier. I thought you were just giving Ethel the little, uh, you mm. know, little $5 handy. And, sure, uh, sure, sure. Listen, yeah. after <laughs> the second story, that was completely erased from my mind. Out the window. So, um, so I actually had to go back and reread the first story when I was done, just because you I were didn't... clouded by judgment. Yeah, well, I, that and I still think it wasn't. It's not the strongest. I could probably 
mm. I could probably lose it. But I'm not. We're not getting critical right now because it's still it's still great, and that's no way to start talking about this fantastic collection here. So I'm, Kirsten, if if you listen, um, you know, I, I I can sense that that gasp. That, <gasps> you son of a bitch! <laughs> what the fuck? Dude? Yeah. Um, <laughs> exhale, because yeah. <laughs> you're fucking great. Oh my god. Um, um, so as I was, <laughs> I have no idea where I was. Um, let me read my note. Go for it. Because this is my general impression of this entire collection. And I think we could maybe roll up our sleeves and kind of dig into the, uh, uh, the cohesive tissue of, mm-hmm. of this, uh, chat book. Oh yeah. Um, so what, as I was reading this and when I emerged from the other side of this thing, cause I, I do think reading this particularly in one sitting is 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 a really pretty intense experience yeah man uh, you're long absolutely you're long for the ride here and, and she's taking there's it. a lot dude yeah. yeah i i i didn't do it i i wanted to i was like that's how i'm gonna engage with this mm-hmm. I, and i couldn't I, I i had to check out so there's there and there's i understand why um there's like this massive theme of like loneliness and isolation our narrators like they don't know like where they're going yeah they almost seem like they're kites yeah you know just throwing up into the wind and they're just like letting you know there's their tension there you know what i mean on the string Mm -hmm. and it's pulling but it's also fighting and it could be satisfying at some points but then it starts yanking you away or it starts dipping you got to catch it um yeah i feel like you're in something of a purgatory in in this there's there's a limbo state there you're you're in this middle space it reminds me a little bit of like the beginning of parable of the sower i don't know if you're Mm -hmm. familiar with that novel right where it's like this speculative fic where it's 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 uncomfortable because you almost want there to be like a, a devastating thing and everybody's just like in this chaotic state but you're not you're still in this weird controlled space a little bit but there's so much chaos that you 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 can't help but feel untethered you yeah. know so, so so you're you're just you're you're out there and it's it's uncomfortable yeah i was um, just sitting in my in best like, way. super comfortable chair having a nice drink yeah reading this thing but you're right you feel you um, just want resolution so bad and and that's the point is like it's not easy to get and just because you want something does it mean that you necessarily subconsciously or otherwise think that you deserve it? Yeah. And, and that's like that, that wrestling was, was, um, and it's not even guilt. It's just this, this really wrestling with your, with your conscience and, 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 uh, ownership, uh, of your, of your action and, and ownership of what has been out of your control, mm-hmm. but also sort of trying to reconcile it. Are you talking um, about the reader's experience or the narrator's experience or so, so I think I think it's a little bit of both. I think because as a reader, mm. you want a little bit more uh, control over the narrative. I think a little bit, like you, you you want to feel like you're filling in these things to almost make uh, uh, make the world a little bit better for your narrator. Yeah. But but the uh, the 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 prose and and I don't I I would say some of this really is poetry. Um, doesn't really let you have that control like you you have to surrender 
yourself to it and 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 just let it go where it's where it's gonna go mm-hmm. um it, it's 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 kind of unleashed and um you know i think like you said it well the 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 first story i think works as a great introduction i don't think it needs because there's so much going on after that that you need to come out of the gate with the the level of intensity that that ends up building yeah um but like that second story man to survive hypothermia you must ignore everything your body tells you i mean kirsten no, second story is gold dust woman oh i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry um my you're right the third one which is is my favorite um to survive hypothermia you must ignore everything your body tells okay. you okay well it's because it's, it's about you right so uh, after when i was drunk i told nick that i thought i lived in a constant state of crisis <laughs> the title of this and the first sentence for me did so much to help me just like accept and make sense of like what's going to be going on in this chat book and 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 surrender to uh to uh, Renew, uh and 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 let it let it go where where it's going to go. Um, that's that's a good word. You do have to surrender to I don't know the spell. That's that's super um, lazy thinking and talking right there. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, I mean, we could argue that there's there's some magic here, but uh, I I agree. I, I I think there's something going on where we are we are a part of the making sense of things um and and that is difficult to do just from like a writing perspective to 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 just absolutely let the uh let the reader uh embody and Mm -hmm. and and be a part of rather than have some kind of agency over what's happening you know what you know what so little of this actually takes place in a bar or bars it's just a thing that's by way of reference um, yeah, but somehow we are a fly on the wall. Like we are in, like I feel yeah. like we're in the, the kind of dark cavernous what you'd imagine your local dive bars, like the best dive bars in your city to be. You're, yeah, you're kind of like a voyeur of the private life, and in and I mean not in a weird way. This is creative nonfiction, so right. we are a voyeur of uh, Kirsten's life here. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I definitely But she brings one you of in. the things You're Yeah. In. Oh You're my there. god. One of the things that really got me and I think, you know, because I think also perhaps and, and maybe this is something that we can talk about, I, I'm not sure that I put it as like a major bullet, but like your lived experience and being of a certain age or so, yeah. um, that kind of also gives you uh, I think a, a little bit more of a uh, of a of a a foot in the door, I guess to this. To, well, there's to, perspective. To, yeah, and and I know for me, like one of the things where I was like, oh man, I I just was flooded with like memory and all this stuff was uh, when she's describing like being with her her girlfriends and like getting ready to go out mm-hmm. that like ritual and and everything like that, and like I remember kind of literally being a fly on the wall. Um, with an ex and, 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 you know, being like the only dude in the room and just sort of like being contented to sit on the bed and just mm. sort of like watch their ritual that I wasn't privy to often, right? So there was those few times where I'd be like a part of it just because I kind of had to be. Um, and, and I would be there and I remember like the smells and, and, and the, the just like 
all the different things that were going the the way that they sort of like mix their drinks being so different from mm-hmm. like housing however many beers with a bunch of dudes and 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 taking shots in just like a really sort of like um uh mechanical way uh whereas there was so much more ritual around uh theirs and everything and it just it just sent me into this this like real interesting uh spiral of of memory and 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 sensory sort of memory yeah um where i was like wow you really you're really channeling something that was such a big part of a very specific period of one's life and that is coupled with and i think this is the bigger thing was like yeah you're not in a bar a lot but you're with the consequences of what happens in the bar Mm -hmm. uh and and that's what a lot of this kind of is um and and those split decisions um or those those just uh like hazy moments um you're you're sort of left to untangle later um and and perhaps that's what some of this is yeah um back to your point about being like a witness in those that moment you were describing you're sitting on the bed watching people get ready etc um it's like we're granted this access to these inner lives that like it's just you would never ever see a thing from that perspective Mm -hmm. yeah that's not that's not who you are that's not your people that's just that's not your thing you know Mm -hmm. um but it's also it's not you you know you could yeah i could come over to your house and watch you get ready and i'd be like ah so that's how he does it all right yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. not at all (laughs) he just (laughs) yeah um yeah so it's um well it's it's doing what i think you know if and correct me if i'm wrong but it seemed like you were you're getting at the idea of like that when you think about uh you know tolstoy this idea that he thought literature particularly novels though uh could literally save humanity via empathy that we're embodying uh a a character for for such a, a a long piece of their life that we're able to walk for so much mm-hmm. uh, in their in in their shoes and, and inhabit them um, to such a degree that we we gain empathy for other others yeah. in, in in the race um, and this to me was like you know when uh, certain topics particularly assault and these things were mm-hmm. were broached um, I was wondering immediately. How's this going to be handled, right? Because I think we often see, especially in creative nonfiction, um, uh, a heavy-handedness at times, mm-hmm. but also like a, a particular type of narrative around this, where it's 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 kind of explosive and it, and it, and it's kind of um, uh, incendiary and 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 um, really. Um, meant to be i don't want to say shocking i'm purposely trying to avoid that word but but it's it's meant to be thrown and 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 expressed in a way where perhaps it's 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 this is how it feels and 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 really really strongly uh stated um and it's not to say that this doesn't feel strong but it feels strong in a much different way than i've read uh before well when you're like honestly bearing a truth you know mm-hmm. that's that's real. That's real shit. You know, it's and very raw. That's yeah. It's another word for it as well. And um, you know, but she did it in such an artful way. Um, there's the focus 
on these it's kind of like the tragedy yeah of being in it when you're in the shit yep you know before you're in it like we could if you were like 20 years old and you read this or you know you see people going through it like oh man i can't wait to do that that seems cool it's like reading bukowski when you're like a 23 year old dude versus yeah. When you're closer to his age, you like want to be a regular or something like that. Yeah, and like, oh, no, you don't. You know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you exactly. don't. You don't. Trust me, you don't. You know. Right. Um, right. So there's a maturity in 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 the handling of this. I feel like not to interject, but like, no, 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 I think that's please. what I was like trying to get at. Was like that it felt like it was raw, but also with sort of a reflective tone and a maturity that was like 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 working through it but having already worked through it to be able to 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 approach it and 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 um rip it apart in a way that wasn't bleeding this is clearly processing this is yeah. still the process right you know um i wish her nothing but the the best i hope some of this is melodramatic i hope it's that's part of the um creative part here but right um this Absolutely, is yeah. this is a person that is is hurt like a lot mm -hmm. of us mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and I, you know one of the things that that struck me again was like the way that this even is put together because after um you know the story i i i just named which is you know barely a page uh to survive hypothermia mm -hmm. um we get like 15 pages of this section which is an incomplete dictionary of words that make me think about my body as I try not to relapse oh my god and man like that one wow. is that was the I'm halfway reading that and I'm like yeah I I need to read everything this person writes yeah, because goddamn if it's not like a, a, a paragraph or, or two maybe for each um, of these words like there's so much thought here mm -hmm. where it's not only the word that's chosen, but also what follows, like the definition as it relates to our speaker, yeah. but also is universal. Do you know what I mean? Like, I can't say enough about this because this was the thing that this alone, these 15 pages could have been its own chat book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, and frankly, if, 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 if she were to pull apart some of them, they could have stood alone mm -hmm. as, as, as pretty serious short stories, yeah. you know? Um, it's it's just so distilled and 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 so goddamn strong there's and, from from a craft point of view I'm, I'm sorry I interrupted you no the only thing I was gonna mention was like the the epigraph at the beginning which is uh, for the friends who did not let me die when I wanted to thank you like that's that's how this whole thing starts yeah. is this little note from her and then right in the dead center is this dictionary um, or incomplete dictionary and like God damn, if the thread isn't like so subtle, but like mithril strong, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's like wild to me. Forged you know? in the depths of uh, uh, Numenor uh, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's um, I mean, but that's like the best way to put it. Like it's yeah. it's it's silk like uh, but also just just so goddamn strong and, and, and powerful and stuff a, a new ore, if you will yeah um from a did you say a new ore 
Are you still? I sure did. Jesus Christ. I didn't let go. Fucking yeah, rings I was, of power. Hang, <laughs> hanging on to it. <laughs> I depressed. <laughs> it's my COVID lung coming back still. Jesus. So uh, this this dictionary. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Wait for Likram. From a craft point of view, the dictionary um, is, is, correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like this is what we're calling hermit crab writing or hermit crab type of story or essay where you take a form that exists and then you just change it into, you know, fiction. It could be like a recipe or a shopping list. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I I think that's what hermit. I I haven't heard that uh, before, Um, but you're more knowledgeable than I um, am. I, again, it could just be because I'm I'm a curmudgeon of of sorts. Mm. Um, there's a lot of, I don't know, I don't gimmicks isn't the right word, but that's the one I'm going to use. Found right now. art forms, I think, is found yeah. poetry, found art. You know, I, I think is that kind of what you're. Yeah, in a sense, there? in a sense, yeah. like someone sits down, and it almost seems like a shortcut. Like, oh, I'm just going to, it's a recipe, <laughs> you know, is, or yeah, this is my conceit or this is one whole paragraph. Oh, look how I didn't stop at all. It's like, <laughs> yeah, cool. Right. I see the artifice of that before I, I, I see the story. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I read for Smoke Long. I see a lot of stories. You know, mm. I probably read anywhere between 30 to. That's all flash. You know, 30 stories a week, roughly, you know, yeah. um. And most of them are, you know, this isn't the form for that, but I see a lot of this, this trying, this artifice. So mm. seeing, um, or people just trying stuff out, you know? Well, that's what I was going to ask. Do you think that that's wanting to separate oneself and in doing so they've now become their own thing? Like it's, it's, it's no longer unique. It's, 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 it's a cliche. Of, uh, it's a cliche. Yeah. yeah that said, yeah. Kristen, deep breath again. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I keep setting these things up. I think to you be set like this to one up bad. well to to say that it's not going to be that. Oh, okay, great. It's not. I it, know. Yeah. It somehow avoids all of that hokiness. Right. I think it's because you don't see the turns coming. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and a lot of those other ones, when it's a recipe, it's like step one, you do this and that, and by the end, it's like, and you, you have a relationship that's unresolved. It's like, yeah, telegraphed from, you know, right. That's the word. Yeah, that's the word. So much of it, the the conceit or or, or whatever the the thing is, telegraphs what's what it's going to be because mm-hmm. you could only do it this way because of the way you've chosen to do it, and perhaps and 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 you know, this is my stance on it. I think because it's this, the 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 most basic of things, mm-hmm. a dictionary, right? It's 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 not a recipe. A recipe feels like it has so many ways it could go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, what kind of recipe is it? What kind of meal are we looking at? What kind of thing are we looking at? A dictionary just is, man. It's 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 so basic. It's word, part of speech, definition, and that is something that y- your mind isn't guessing at there's Mm -hmm. nothing that you're able to telegraph there it's all going to be new it's all going to be um uh unknown it's 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 just that's the way it has to be because 
a dictionary just is. Let um, me let me I'm, I'm beating that point to death. But no, that, no, no, no. You, you should because it is. And, and let me um, either uh, expound upon how awesome this is, or totally out myself as being a total fucking idiot. Okay, it's the whole alphabet. There's 26 sections. And they're in right. alphabetical order. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was, but that goes to the point. When though, I was reading right? this, like I, I didn't even, like I didn't not notice that. Mm-hmm. But they were each such their own unique sections that that there was a through line. You know, they're the horses. You know, um, yep. we're talking about this, the the uh, Spanbauer, um, you know, workshop oh, type of thing. The L.A. Weekly article: "She Breaks Your Heart" by Chuck Palahniuk. Oh yeah, I'm familiar. Yeah. <laughs> That was assigned to you in the spring of 2015. Uh, that I assigned to my students yeah. in the fall every year. Yeah, yes. it's good. So um, for people that are not writers that listen, why, first of all? Um, <laughs> <laughs> welcome. Oh, welcome. Welcome. We love you. Um, there is this, it's not a technique, what would you call it? Well, it's, <clears throat> it's just a device, you know? Yeah. You need something from the beginning of the story to pull you all the way through. Yep. Um, we call them themes. You yeah. Know? I think back in the day that was the that was the chosen term. I like but horses I, so much better. Horses just works better when you think of the the visual of going west in like a, a, a covered, you know, I've always gone the other way. In my mind's eye, it's always You go east? Yeah, that's weird. Wagons East is a strange thing that no one's ever said. So I <laughs> that's going to be the name of my next uh, story. Wagons yeah, East. Yeah, Wagons East. There you go. All right. That is, I mean, yeah, that's just retreat. <laughs> Fucking, this is too much. <laughs> Holy shit. That must we were something. unprepared. This we says were something unpre- about me, I think. Oh, I, absolutely. I'm a, I, no, thank you. No, no, thank definitely you. Definitely flight. Absolutely. <laughs> 100%. <Yeah>. Resting nature. <laughs> uh, um, I don't know, guys. We, we should die. Hey, that's getting late. <laughs> City slicker, yeah. Um, um, <laughs> that's funny. Ooh, no thank you. Uh, so it's interesting because the um, alphabet mm-hmm. and the dictionary, uh, they're all around the same length except for forgiveness, which yeah. is enormous. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to make note of that pages. simply because it's, yeah, it's pages long. And I mean... It, Dear listener, for for this section, think of you know how many entries in a dictionary you have on a single page, right? And and this one entry, forgiveness as a noun, is like two um, two full pages, right? And and in this chapbook and in this section particularly, that's really long, and and so it's like half the chapbook. And I love that it's it's forgiveness in in such a large way. Like an on, like firstly to oneself, like how, like when we think of forgiveness, it's almost always um, on for another, like on another or, or forgiving another. Um, and, and this idea of, you know, uh, forgiveness uh, of, to, to oneself um, shows up in here and, and, and all these, all these other things. Like, I, I, I wonder. I wonder why our default is not internal when so much of the way we are right now as a people is to be so inwardly focused and Mm self-important. 
and 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 in in a really negative way, I think. But also, there's this huge thing, and I think perhaps the the pandemic threw some gasoline into this fire of like you know mindfulness and all these things that like I hear my students talking about and like giving themselves grace and and all this other stuff um, that like we uh, I know I I shouldn't generalize I did not have. Um, and am literally trying to work through now to, to start to do for myself because I felt like and have always felt like the only way that I was able to get things done was because I didn't give myself grace and I pushed myself until I broke and then picked myself up and broke myself again and just kept doing that because I believed in scars and, and, and how you know uh, broken bones healed more strong than what they were before mm -hmm. you know that kind of idea yeah um, i mean and, and uh it's present in this book too you know the end of the forgiveness section says i cannot find forgiveness because <clears throat> i cannot release yep can't let go of that shit so you can't forgive and yeah there was a part where what was i don't know the name of the story but where she's just picking the scab off over and over and over and over mm -hmm. and you finally got to let it scar up mm -hmm. you know the scar is going to win out you know eventually yep um, yeah, but how? And there's also how, how thick is that scar going to be? You know? Yeah, exactly. And and does it need to be? I think more so is the question here. Like, do, does it need to be? Um, and 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 also there's this 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 whole thing about you know, um, kind of uh, I'm blowing it up a little bit, but like being human, you know, like like to forgive oneself seems like a very human thing because to be human is to be flawed. But at the same time, there's this like rejection of these flaws that seem so unique to us and mm -hmm. so uh, uh, big and, and unable to be mastered and, and, and compromising to who we are while defining who we are, but in a way that we don't want to be defined, but trying to own them like this back and forth, like you're saying this being a kite, you know, and, and, and the tug of these things um, going back and forth just is 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 so tense and so relatable and so real. It's tough to get through because if you're doing what you should be doing while reading it, it's it's going to be a lot. Mm -hmm. There's no way to be a thoughtful reader and to engage with this in a thoughtful way and zip through it. There's just no way to no, do it. No, no, you're 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 picking up shit as you go along. Yeah. It, exactly. It's 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 like you're a tire in the mud and if you're trying to spin, you're 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 going to get you're going to get stuck. You got to go slow. You got to take your time. Yeah. Yeah, and drop that gear, baby. Yeah. You know, rock put it. Put it in the first. Rock it if you get stuck. Yeah. Yeah. We've we've exhausted the metaphor. Um, yeah, I think yeah you can't ask for a buddy for a push here, can you? <laughs> no, you cannot. You cannot. It is. Oh, that's a good point. It's something you have to do by yourself. Yeah. You absolutely Sorry, have to do it by yourself. I'm just thumbing through this thing, and it's like, I want to, I want to like read so many of these sections can out. I, yeah. Can I do one? Please. I did just find one when you were doing that. Um, universe. Noun. What small universe can be held in any home, in any room, in any one body? I love that it's just a rhetorical question. Mm -hmm. And I love that it like really does embody 
and again, this is a perfect example. I was just fucking spinning my wheels trying to explain this, you know, back and forth complexity, t- pull, tether, this, that, and third. Mm-hmm. And this pretty much just says it in a single rhetorical question. Yeah, right? it's not even a definition. It's a question. Yeah. And that's the, that's the, in, that's the entire thing. Um, and, you know, I, I really, I, th- I don't know if it's because I'm getting older and the world is, is what it is and, and these, these things are happening and, and whatever it might be. But this idea of eternity and this idea of what it means to be alive and, you know, um, meaning is, 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 is just so striking because we go through all this mm-hmm. and we do it. I mean, being real, we do it alone. You know what I mean? Like we, we, we get help and we love and we're lifted up almost, you know, so often when we need it or this other stuff, but, but so much of it is just alone. And this idea that we're all part of this singular thing in terms of the, the, the energy that is our consciousness and whatever it might be, what it animates us, um, being a part of all, um, that just has been throwing me so much because if we're a singular organism, if we are all connected in that way, um, what is the point of this individual experience? And this had me questioning that. This had me thinking mm-hmm. about that the, the whole time, right? Because the title, Meeting Gods, in, like, like we are our own individual gods yeah. and we're part of this collective thing. But what is the point of the individual experience other than, you know, as some philosophers and, and whoever would argue this, this random sort of just like escape from the eternal before we jump back into yeah. that sea? You know, maybe it's that just this this little freaking blip and, 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 and we, we, we make our noise into the universe and then that vibration gets sent out like so many pebbles in a pond and 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 we we fall back into the ocean of the eternal who knows um but it it had me thinking about the the reality and the phenomena of the individual experience um in a big in a big way and how impactful it can be on other individual experiences and how large it is for us singularly well you're forgetting one of the most important things um in this collection go for it um he was shorter than i thought a god would be oh it's never going to measure up yeah nothing is ever going to measure up yep yep nicely done great pull yeah i mean that is that is such a profound i mean just way of of dealing with that I wouldn't call it a crisis, but it's certainly like a dilemma, mm-hmm. right? It's it's something to be wrestled with, and this idea that that if it's never going to measure up, like what prevents us from from that release and that acceptance and and, and sort of letting go of expectation? Um, perhaps it's one needs to to view the the, uh the world through another's eyes enough times to do it i I mean i I certainly feel um 
I don't think I'm being hyperbolic in saying this, and I don't think it's just because I'm really high right now. Um, I hope none of my students listen to this. Um, <laughs> whatever, I'm off the clock, baby. <laughs> Dude, um, it's fucking 8 p.m. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like a more complete human being having read yes. this, and I don't often feel that way from reading things. Yes. And this is I, I certainly, yeah. I, I could not, I could not agree more. And I think to, to sort of drive the, the point home, uh, the, the dictionary entry that follows universe V formation, geese fly in a V shape to save energy, right? We have the individual yep. experience, mm -hmm. but as that V flies, everyone is benefited from each other's energy yeah. that they expend. Yeah, I guess the problem is we're all just a bunch of moths riding that V-shape right into the flame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we're not, I think it, it takes us too long to recognize yeah. that that's the purpose. Yeah. Right? Like how many years? It's been 38 years before I found out that that's why geese do that. You know what I mean? Well, you're an idiot, so I think most, <laughs> most people knew that. So. <laughs> <laughs> Most people watch Mighty Ducks and, and paid attention. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Uh, <laughs> um, I feel nice. like we could talk about this for hours, and I kind of want to, but mm -hmm. um, it is a school night. <laughs> it is. Um, yeah. And, and it's just so, you know, uh, uh, dear listener, the, the, the collection ends. So we have our, um, we have our dictionary. We have a, a, a short piece called Rocket Launch. And then we have this other uh, piece called Bar Bathroom Graffiti in New Orleans, a one-year catalog. Yeah, it's And there's this interesting awesome. thing. Yeah, it's so good. And there's this interesting thing that um, I've been seeing for quite some time. I had a friend uh, here in Philly who then moved out to Pittsburgh, and she started an Instagram page years and years and years and years ago, maybe a decade ago now, of just um, – Graffiti in uh, women's stalls, right? Um, which I know I'm a, a, a fucking moron. Like, that's always been in men's stalls. And for some reason, in my head, it's always been, yeah, men are the, the fucking just, you know, gross humans who are choosing to, to like, touch bathroom walls and, and write shit on it you know what i mean but obviously we're all humans and we all do that shit and 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 um the the things that she was putting up, were putting up were so fucking funny and i was like man i was like colleen you're you're blowing my mind right now with all this like this is a world again back to something that we talked about earlier it's a world that we're not privy to that like expands your perspective on the the world in general um and and these are all like so fucking awesome because the titles are the graffiti right like uh for instance um some of these are really funny we eat gumbo because it's great uh impeach crossed out assassinate kavanaugh um sister act two back in the habit is far superior to the original film on and on and on mm -hmm. right those are the titles and then the narrative is what follows in these like uh four or five paragraphs that 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 you know come after it um, and, and that's how it ends. Uh, one of the last one being magic is real and it lives in your hearts crossed out cunts all caps. <laughs> this one makes me laugh and I feel grounded again. Right. And and to me, like the fact that that's the like second to last thing. Mm -hmm. It just 
you really, as you said in the beginning, go on this very serious, but somehow manageable and an enriching journey, um, for lack of better words, because we've said many. Yeah. Uh, and, and by the end, you, you, I cannot believe, I could not believe that by the end I was like laughing. Yeah. After all that. After you know, all that, yeah. Masterful. Just absolutely masterful. Correct. <laughs> that, that was not a, uh, I don't know if you're asking me a question. I, I, I didn't know what else to say there. Cause that, that is really my, my final thought. Like I was, I was, I was so glad also to be not right, but like, um, rewarded with being so pumped about this book. Like it's a bummer when you're pumped about something yeah. that you think is going to be awesome and it's not fucking awesome. Like yeah. the fucking first three Star Wars or whatever. I remember, you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. pumped and then and then no dice. Um, like, this, the, like the Hobbit trilogy. I get it. Exactly. Yeah. What the fuck, Disney? Um, exactly. This just like, oh, so rewarded. I was like, fucking yeah. hey, man. Like it just renewed so much for me of like, this is, yeah, man, there is a lot of shit out there. There's also a lot of fucking awesome and and there's and there's new stuff. This came out this year. There's new stuff. It's fucking great, and that that it was just really a, a wonderful experience. I'm glad you had it, and I'm glad that you um. Gave I'm it glad to me. you had it. Thank you. Uh, my final thought on this is a craft lesson. Mm. Writers, a man Nicky M is going to tell you what your old pal Danny D over here <laughs> thinks is part of the story. Arguably, maybe one of the most important parts of a story. Nikki M. What do I think? The fucking title. The title. Title's part of your story. Absolutely the title. That was unrehearsed. I know that. Yeah. For a fact. I say that to my students very often. <laughs> I think people know this, but I don't think people actually... I don't think they act on it. They don't. I think they think good enough. Yep. I did this thing... This connects good enough. Mm -mm. Good enough. Um, Not good enough. Not good enough. You could get a you could do a class, a full semester on the titles in this I chapter. I know. Full. She's great. It's, it's 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 again, masterful. I want to be writer. Um, I want to be writer friends. I want to find her on the internet. Yeah. And it's like your book's great. Same Z's. Actually, I did. Yeah. I did find her and I friended her on Instagram. And she's got a novel coming out next year. Not a novel, a, a full collection. Forgive me, a full collection. Ooh, so, nice. I don't know if you can pre-order it yet, but I'm gonna. Yeah, same. Oh man, that's fucking great. I'm I'm psyched. It's like uh, Melissa Mustakas, Alaska Stories. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I had the same experience reading that. I was like, this is fucking brilliant. And uh, I'm so glad to hear that you know, uh, Kirsten is is putting out another. Because Mustakis did not. Like hey, that, she was. That was it. Sometimes that's all you got. Sometimes, hey, you know, exactly. Most people don't got even that. You know. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like uh, it's like um, London's piece of steak. You know, he gets it. You get so many fights, guys. In you. you don't realize how lucky you are to be with Nick Mahalik tonight because this dude is on. That's the third time I've said it, and here's the fourth time. This guy fucking gets it. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. Those are our final thoughts. Go out and 
support a fantastic author, a wonderful press, because that's the only way you're going to read these. You know what I mean? That's the thing. That's the other beautiful thing about it. you got to yeah, buy the album. It's indie. You're not getting a... Uh, it's indie, baby. There's a couple that are published online, but you're not getting this thing on Amazon, you know? But you won't get the album. You won't get the album. You can't get the album. Right? You can you can take an individual... Yeah, there's singles on this, sure. No, but you got to get the album. But you got to listen to the album, man. Yeah. A side, Absolutely. B side, baby. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of albums, let's do it. Jumping into... Alice. It's dreamy weather. Alice in the ice. Um, (laughs) That image I love. So this is, as was already said, a a, a 2002 offering from Mr. Tom Waits. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is, of course, um, a pretty interesting offering, given that it is a soundtrack uh, uh, to a play of same name. Uh, came out the same year as Blood Money, um, two different albums in many ways. Uh, but we're just going to talk about Alice. Uh, yeah. Interestingly, I, I found out this was um, uh, about 10 years prior. There were like yeah. bootlegs of this leaked. I've never uh, heard those. I just learned that as well. Yeah. And I need to get those bootlegs. I want to hear I know. the source what material. The recordings? Yeah. They, because I don't even know if they were some demos. Some of these are fucking weird. Weird. Oh yeah, strange songs. Um, in fact, I think the weirdest is 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 probably my favorite. Um, but yeah, why? Uh, Call many some spit. What? No, surprisingly. <laughs> um, <laughs> that is the weirdest. <laughs> that is the weirdest. Um, why did you choose this one? So I chose this um, as I was reading the chat book. Um, for whatever reason, you know, you you alluded to um, a Bukowski esque nature to the chat book. Um, mm-hmm. And I think uh, it, it's not an original thought to say that Tom Waits, you know, the landscape he inhabits was also inhabited by, a, you know, Bukowski and, oh, yeah. and the ilk. Um, mm-hmm. What I this is this is one of my favorite Waits albums. And since the, wow. the remasters or the reissues came out last year for the 20th anniversary, it's kind of been fresh on my mind, um, you know, in a loose way. There's so many different characters. Mm, okay. And that was the big draw as far as having an album that um, relates to our, uh, our book offering, our literature. Yes. There are so many. Uh, I'm just going to read right from TomWaits.com because maybe he wrote it or his wife Kathleen Brennan wrote it because it's, it's perfect. Um, Alice, the album Alice. It's a lyrical melancholia, a feeling that creeps in on the arms of stroh violins and unabashed poetry. These are songs to fall into and sometimes to keep falling. There are fragile, haunted musings and laments, mad ruminations and tales of unrequited love and anthems from beyond the grave. Noise. And I, I wanted to say that in my own way, like... And I, yeah. f- I'd feel so smart and articulate, but I read this and I was like, God damn it. That's, I can't say it better than that. That's There's your what connection it is. to the book as well. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, yeah. that's what I'm Sometimes saying. Sometimes it just It was is. the feeling that I had. And then mm, yeah. I read what is on his website. And I was like, that's right, Dan, you're really smart. You made that connection. The artist <laughs> gets it. Yeah. And you feel better. Yeah. <laughs> 
because you did too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. No, I I totally agree. I um I just loved the atmosphere that this created and and that it does um ask a li- it asks more than other Waits albums, in my opinion, it's of you. Not an easy album if you're looking for no. his more kind of more rock, industrial kind of. What is what is the the uh, album? I remember he he did like the Late Show circuit. He did that obviously a bunch, but where he had the big metal wagon wheel with dust on it, his drummer would hit that, and he would throw glitter behind himself and and walk with the top hat and there'd be sand all over the the stage it was it was a whole thing for a bit um i forget what's the song is that, that that's in my head in any case that was that uh album it was the one that i always went to and that's always been my sort of like cemented view of weights and his music like and things like that earth died screaming is that it <sighs> i for, i forget i, gotta get his, I uh, fucking his... wish i would have fucking Looked it up before we started. I know. I'm picturing the cover in my head. It's the blue one that's like all s- screamed out, right? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I just always remember those performances where you have that like ding on this like real large iron circle that's hanging from God knows what, um, and it's just covered in dust. It just, it, it, tr- it was transportive, but it was also very straight ahead. Whereas this. Uh, you you got to do a little work. Like my favorite song is uh, uh, what is it? Comenezz's pat, or whatever. Come and eat some spit. Come and eat some spit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's what I was saying. I was right, right? Oh, you were right. That is my Come favorite. Come and eat some spit. Oh, I didn't realize he's fucking. That's what he's saying. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, he's t- Bone Machine. That's the album that <laughs> you're thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Which was written yeah. the same time. Bone Machine came out in '92. And that's when he wrote all the oh, music shit. for this, which is a Weird. total fucking 180. It's yeah. like not that, you know? Not at all. Yeah, that's even... What kind of coincidence? Jesus. That's pretty fucking wild. Yeah. Um, and then but the, in any the case, Black Rider yeah. came out six months after that. I mean, this guy was <laughs> in a really cool, creative spot. Yeah, man. What a, what a persona, you know? Yeah. I, I do wonder... So when we're thinking about you know any sort of connections to the book i know you're you're far more uh versed in mr waits than i um do you find when you're looking at his oeuvre that um the roles he takes when he's acting and 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 the uh things he's putting out musically do you think he's processing in in the way that uh uh is is processing here like Mm. do we find that there's a clear sort of like intention behind what Waits does. No, um, if, I think maybe for his first one, closing time, you know, he was mm-hmm. a young man. And I think as all, you know, young people do, they're kind of figuring out where they fit and the things they're observing and feeling. Yeah. Um, that, that came out, I think, 72. Let me just yeah. check. Wow, 73. And he was a young guy. He was a real young guy. And he did, yeah. um, and he kind of stayed in that more piano guitar singer songwriter thing for you know maybe the next eight to ten years mm. um but i think by that's the, a while to be in a to be in a, a track you know well the, yeah well people expected that and then he totally when he swordfish trombone came out in 83 people were like what the fuck is this and that's kind of like the <laughs> big 
weight split, you know, the uh, yep. continental yeah. divide. And all of a sudden he's, that's the he's off. He's on a trajectory. He, those, yeah. those fucking wagons are headed, headed fucking east, baby. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> Other way. You're left. You're left. Not much. About face. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what was, what was I getting at? Um, you were responding to my no, question yes, about okay. like, these processes. No, anything. what I think Tom Waits, in the beginning, yes, processing. I could be way off base on that, though. I'm not sure I understand. So this is us guessing, you know. Yeah. Um, I think that once he met Kathleen Brennan, who is his wife and, and songwriting partner, like she writes sometimes nice. like all of the stuff, you know, they're, they're a partnership. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that he became something of a method artist. Mm, interesting. And he's What do you mean by that? Well, so he's writing these for this was for for theater. Yeah, he's yeah, this one absolutely. He's written soundtracks for movies. He's written a couple of, you know, um I can't believe I didn't know that. Librettos, if you will, and the music for uh plays and other theatrical performances. Yeah. So I th- think he is just incredible at um putting on the skin of a character Mm. yeah and and you're a writer you're an artist um you know there's there are these these people these things that we create and they live in your head and yeah um i think i'm actually paraphrasing weights here i don't think this is an original idea of mine i read a lot of his interviews (laughs) over the past couple days um you got to get rid of them and the only way to get rid of them is you got to write or you got to put them out there through song yep. or your art, whatever that may be. So yep. I think... You've done burden yourself. Exactly. So I, I th- You can only hold so much. I think the unburdening is is the link between a Waits album like this mm. and um, Kirsten Renault's collection. That, yeah. that is, Perfect. But the collection is, is up front. It's a creative nonfiction. We know going in, this is, yeah. this is her. Um, yeah. With the Waits album, no, the song's called Poor Edward, and we're talking about Edward Mordrake or Tabletop Joe or, you yeah. know, Fish and Bird. It's about a fish that fell in love with a bird, you know? Right. Sure, we can, we can look at the metaphors, but... You know what's something I struggle with is... Math? And it's, it's, what's that? Math. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but what I, what I was going to say is... Um, and I'm sure it's self-imposed, but this this hierarchy of art and challenging oneself, and is it easy to do the thing that is the thing versus what Waits is doing, which is to create to be able to do the thing. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like to, to create an artifice around the thing and then the thing exists within that artifice and you have perhaps one could argue more layers because of that. And it doesn't. So I wonder, so what I struggle with is does that, does that make it easier because you're removing yourself, your, your actual self right. as artist further from the piece so that you're able to then unburden yourself or is it, um, more, I don't want to say admirable because it's not like that, but is it, is it, is it, I don't even want to say brave. I don't know what the word is just to do it and, and be 
a little bit more overt or straightforward yeah. with it. Like I, I genuinely struggle with, with that. Like does creating the artifice, is that, is that a cop out or a crutch to remove yourself from it? So you don't feel the full brunt of whatever that gets when it's out there. Yeah. Um, uh, or, 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 or that people aren't going, well, that was easy. You're just talking about yourself like that kind of thing. Uh, and, 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 and no, it's this character and it's, it's this other thing that I've embodied because nothing is actually really yourself. Yeah. But some things are closer. Well, this should put your mind at ease a little bit. Rest your, your heart a tiny bit. Um, it's weary. I'm paraphrasing. So a few years ago, I stumbled upon this interview with Tom Waits. And he's, in the interview, he put forth the notion that he wasn't sure or he could never be certain if he was being weird or weird mm. on purpose. And I, oh. I, don't, I don't think he used the word weird, maybe unique or quirky. I forget the exact yeah, word. Yeah, it doesn't seem weighty <clears throat> to do that. But there was a very specific word that is that's embodying that thing you said. You know, are, yeah, you, are yeah. you setting out to do this thing or are you actually this thing? So even a guy like Tom Waits, who's, you know, he doesn't fucking know. He, he's not even sure. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That is. Uh, Oddly comforting to know that even Tom Waits, I just picture him stroking a, a fucking rabbit in yeah. Seven Psychopaths. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's how I see him all the time. When, when I hear his name, that's yeah. how I see him. Um, William Goldman. I mean, he you know, he's talking about um, Hollywood specifically, but he said no one knows anything. Dude. And like. Yeah. That's so fucking true. And it scares me because, like, that's true then for doctors mm -hmm. and shit. Like, everybody's just doing their best. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, everybody's just, we're giving our best guesses. And some people got A's in med school and mm -hmm. some people got C's. And they're all just giving their best guess. And and on and on and on and on and on. Um, and that's true. That really is true. And I guess, and, and again, it's just this constant struggle, like, does it do you any good to question it? Because then do you become more authentic by wondering if you are, you know? Um, but also, does it is it inhibiting to give too much time to that internal conversation, mm -hmm. you know? And so we're getting in the weeds here a little bit with creativity. But I think, you know, with weights, it's difficult not to yeah. get into that kind of conversation. Especially this album. Dude, this album, I mean, I you know, like if you weren't to have a couple titles on there, A the title track and 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 B Raw Mad here, mm -hmm. whatever it is. There's no way that I would even begin to think about what the source material or inspiration inspiration uh might be. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I I I didn't know that this was was a play until last week. Yeah. Like I need to, I, didn't, I need to find this play. I, I there's got to be footage, right? I've been getting into the idea of sort of the purity of a play in turn from a writing perspective. Do you know what I mean? Like uh -huh. because you've written it, it's no longer yours, and now the audience, the actors have made it something else. You know what I mean? And every night it's different. Mm -hmm. And I get now why it can be viewed as pretentious by some to for Hollywood actors to go, I'm going to go do theater for a bit. Yeah. But why it's actually not 
because it's them challenging themselves. Oh, absolutely. Because it's so much more fucking difficult and it just makes so you much get one sense take. to me. There's no, let's try that again and, with more feeling, you know? But also by the end, and it reminds me, because I think I, I liken a lot of stuff back to it's playing like, music. It's like being by on the, tour. By the time you get at the end of your tour, yeah. you go, had we fucking played it like this the whole goddamn time, we'd be huge because <laughs> this is perfect yeah. and it sounds great. And we figured it out. You know what I mean? I mean, I love the albums that are made on right, tour or right Zeppelin after. two made on tour well because they're that, that's what their sound checks are yeah. these new tunes you know and then they're perfecting them over the course they're throwing them into the fucking set and then by the end they go and record it because they just perfected it on tour because it was written on tour mm -hmm. you know that's why it's like you should be doing these and i wonder like and i guess this is just coming to me now like did you watch <clears throat> station 11 yeah beautiful mm -hmm. brilliant i loved it but it makes me think about how important traveling theater might be. Mm -hmm. Like, because you put on whatever this play is in Indiana, like Gary, Indiana, you do it in New York City, you do it in Los Angeles, you do it in fucking Reno. Like, that's going to be a real different scene each time, and you're going to get this whole different sense of what it's about but you're also going to be getting a, a, a real true sense of like the human response to it. Like what is the catharsis for the majority of the audience? Mm -hmm. Does it differ greatly? Like what, what is happening here on, on this really large scale um, creatively and, and, and sort of like, um, I, I, I guess artistically. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I've been really thinking about that a lot. It's, it's, it's been, a thing that's 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 latched on to me and, and isn't letting go for whatever reason. I might have to like write a play to get yeah. get it out of me, you know? Well this chapbook um, and album definitely, you know, especially paired together and, and being talked about together, um, lend itself to those those types of musings and ruminations of an artist, you know, where's it where's it come from? Yeah. What am I supposed to be doing with this? Yep. Exactly. So exactly, and and I think that's a mark of of some pretty, pretty excellent and pretty serious art. You know, I, I agree. Um, yeah, that's, I love that you. That's my final thought. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I love that you picked what was my favorite song too. That's hilarious. Yeah, I know. And then you were like, "No, that's not it." And I was like, "All right." But uh, well, come on, dear listener, this is how that song. So, so Daniel, what is the name of the song? Come and eat some spit. All right, here's how that's spelled, dear listener: K O M M I E N E Z U S P A D T. Come and eat some spit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're both right. In any case, uh, wonderful choice. My final thought I know. is Thank you. it really not only works well with the 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 um, literature chosen, but I can't help but be intrigued by characters like Tom Waits and be inspired by not even them being so prolific, but just like actively pursuing inspiration and what moves them mm -hmm. until it's seen through. That seems to be my in interpretation and my view on him mm -hmm. is that's what he does. Yeah. You know, um, and I love that. And that's really inspiring. So cheers, Tom Waits. Tommy. We're going to drink some 
shitty beers for you, buddy. All right. Uh, I'll go first. Moving on. Yes, please do. My beer, <clears throat> and this is going to be a very short beer segment, at least for my part, is Pabst Blue Ribbon. Might as well. I picked it oh, yeah. because um, when I was reading the chat book, until it was mentioned that they live in New Orleans, or until I you know, absorbed that, I, always, mm-hmm. I pictured any number of um, kind of dive bars that I either worked at or frequented in Philadelphia. And I, yeah. for whatever reason, just thought this was set in yep. Philadelphia until they mentioned New Orleans. I think because it's an indie press from Philly and you know what I mean? Are like they from Philly? The, uh, yeah. Okay. I thought they were from like Ohio or something, but my mistake. No. Pits- Pencil- I mean, Pennsylvania, but she was in Philly for a little bit. Okay. Um, the uh, what's it called? The Phil- not the Philly special. The um, Jesus Christ citywide, citywide um, which was born in Philadelphia, Pabst, mm-hmm. and a shot of uh, Jim Beam. Correct. And that's um, I just three dollars. I just pictured every. I just, I just pictured that all over the place. Yeah, and that's really set me in Philadelphia. Although it, it's not set in Philadelphia, um, but Pabst Ribbon. That's the beer. Yeah. yeah, any of these, Absolutely. these diet, that's what you're drinking. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I, I have a deep connection to Paps because the same time that this, you know, uh, chat book is set, um, you know, it feels like very uh, reminiscent of, of college, post-college. Yeah. And um, same. at Westchester, you used to be able to get a six-pack of pounders of Paps for $3. I mean, what incredible. A, why are you going to drink anything else? Why on earth? At that exactly. point in your life, anyway. Exactly, yeah. And so that, you know, when you talk about Paps, always sticks with me because it is the fuel of many of the, the, the nights that connect to a lot of, yeah. you know, the, the soundtrack and, and, the, and the book here. Um, I also used to love feeling a little classy and going to um, the Old Eagle in Maniunk and uh, asking the, uh, buying a uh, raspberry lambic mm-hmm. and getting a, a, a few pap drafts and, and dropping some lambic in there, doing a red ribbon. Delicious. <laughs> uh, I used to get that at a bar called uh, Harry's, I think, up in Bloomsburg. They had the lambic on tap as well as the paps, and they would just do a little, little back and forth, a little back and forth. Was it the big um, bottle? The big bottle yeah. of a Frambois? Yeah, yeah, Frambois. Yeah. yeah. So you, uh, like which a, obviously it just gets so sweet. Like yeah. by the end, you're just drinking that and you're, yeah. you're asking for it. But you're it's so sweet. You're a king, though, right? Because you're, you're pouring that for everybody. Yeah, it's you're walking around yeah. you're, and you're, dop- you're dipping it in everybody's shitty beer, no matter what they have. Yeah. And it's in, in enhancing it. And you're, like, and you are deliciously. You were like, like pan, you know? You were just yeah. giving life <laughs> to the party. Yes, exactly. Causing I feel mayhem. Like I was definitely, I, I have always, uh, at, at, when I am in a, in a casual snazz state, which was for a good portion of, of my life, I was, um, I was a, a, a very intentional chaos element. Yeah. I enjoyed that. I liked, I, as a little kid, I was told that I used to call myself uh, the spice of life. I would, <laughs> I would call myself the. If people were like, "Why the fuck did you do that?" I'd be like, oh, "I'm the spice of life." You know. That's so why. you're always and, uh, you're always a pretentious dick. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's been eternal. Uh, it's just the default setting. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I used to really enjoy that. 
I am drinking a Coors Banquet beer, the Yellow Bellies, which I like to have as a staple uh, at parties and barbecues. And um, for some reason, I just have latched onto it. I think I just like the font and I don't mind the taste. And um, when I went out to Montana, which I have a, a deep infatuation with, um, that was what everybody was drinking. And I brought that back uh, to Pennsylvania. Wow, about a little less than 20 years ago. Yeah. And I just have been sort of like in, infatuated and, and, and holding on to it for those reasons since. Um, but it is, it is a, a, a shitty beer you don't ever see on tap. It just exists. And it does the job and is very refreshing at times and other times it's it's not like this is a new course mm -hmm. that i bought not long ago and it's copyright 2015 course brewing company <laughs> you know so like what does that even mean the the can you know i mean the can the was made yeah. a really long time ago yeah. it's an eight-year-old can yeah. but like it could be an eight-year-old beer who the fuck knows um yeah, no one. but I, I i think it's a good cheers beer i think it's a good beer to drink many of you know, that uh, that beer gives know. me a very distinct memory um picture this it's 2015 picturing yeah you are in your backyard on dupont street you got the grill going you don't see me i'm turning i'm rounding the corner into the yard I open the gate went down the alley round on the corner you're in the distance you're flipping a t-bone on the grill mm -hmm. You, the clang of uh, horseshoes is is in the distance in the yonder. Nice. Uh, the T-bone flips. I go ew, and you turn around and you go Whoa! and you dip your hand right into the uh, bucket and you little nice underhand toss across the yard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice, nice yellow belly. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Exactly. He gets it. Perfect. He fucking. Gets what a it. perfect. What a fucking yeah. perfect memory. That's exactly it. Yeah. That's yes. If you're gonna say what is a yellow belly, it's that. Yeah. <laughs> right there. That's it. Whole thing. Yeah. Camaraderie, <laughs> neighborly affection, <laughs> and uh, delicious steak. Yeah. Which which you've actually never cooked on the. Uh, it was there was never steak. I don't recall. What, was there? There was no. once there was. So, uh, there was once there was. Yeah. yeah. I, I went to Costco and they had, <clears throat> I remember they had a million, it was like these really fucking thick ribeyes that I cut in half. I remember. Because they yeah, were like two inches thick and I, I, I sawed them down with like a chef's knife and, uh, yeah, you made and put them on. different flavors too, right? Am I making that up? No, I, I did one uh, set of them with uh, a, um, like a parsley cilantro yeah. sort of like green whatever that is actually usually on pork, but it, it was really good uh, on that. On the ribeye. In any case. Doesn't matter. Yeah, and then <laughs> and the, the other ones were, yeah, rub. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man. Oh, God, what a beautiful thing. Oh, love it. Uh, never get those times back. All right. Um, I don't... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I shit, I should have a, a rating system, shouldn't I? Is there anything that you would like to plug while I'm making up a rating system? <laughs> uh, yeah, this... Uh, <laughs> um... No, I can't do it because this is probably going to come out when that's happening. But, uh, you know, there's probably going to be a video of it. Nick's at Night, version two, second annual uh, show is, is going to be a blast. Nick Mahalik, Nick Perilli, Nick Gregorio, all reading. Special guest, Winky, is also going to be there. Who's, His who's name. that? Is Daniel DeFranco, uh, 
And we're going to have the great pleasure of becoming a mega Nick uh, and have a little back and forth Q&A with a wonderful author named Stephanie Feldman as well. So uh, this Friday, the 31st of March, to end the Ides, we are doing a hell of a celebration. I'm going to make a weird Sunny D cocktail, and um, it's going to it's going to be a blast. So, yeah, I'm I'm plugging the hell out of that. Yeah, that's, that's so plugged. That's plugged. And that will have happened in the past by the time most of you listen to this. Hey, but here's the rating system. So if there's a video, that was my whole thing, was if there's a video, check it out because it'll probably be funny. One of my favorite dive bars in Philadelphia was called 12 Steps Down. Dude, my buddy uh, used to be a bartender there. Yeah. Uh, used to yeah. is, 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 is correct because... Um, I don't think anybody that worked there is probably even alive anymore. <laughs> right? You're, no, he's alive. You're allowed, yeah, but yeah. yeah, but you're allowed to. <clears throat> you're allowed to like smoke in there up until. Uh, uh, think, and it's an, that's a basement bar. I think until um, twelve steps down. The pandemic. Anyway, so that's one of my yeah. that's one of my favorite uh, dive bars in Philadelphia. So I'm going with twelve steps here. Little Italy. Yeah, twelve steps. Okay. Yeah, little Italy there. Um, yeah. Uh, I give the Italian market, I should say. Yes, right at the top there, right at Ninth uh, Street or Tenth, I believe. Um, I give the chapel. Can Can you recite the name? My uh, screen has absolutely died. meeting gods and basement bars and other ways to find forgiveness by by one Kirsten Renil. Okay, I give that beautiful piece of art twelve out of twelve steps down. Nice. I give Tom Waits Alice. Uh, 13 out of 12 steps down. He's taken that extra one. You weren't expecting it. I didn't expect it. And Paps Blue Ribbon gets um, four out of 12 steps. So it's like the fourth step you're going down. You're like, ah, do I want to go? And you sit on the fourth step like you're kind of there, you know? Yeah. You're just going to sit on the step. You're not going in. I thought you were going to say you eat shit uh, and like make it all the way down, but but you ate it on the fourth. No, you just so you, you just you count it as the fourth. You're just sitting. Yeah. Four out of 12. Nice. All right. I uh, am going to invert your selection and I'm going to give meeting gods and basement bars and other ways to find forgiveness by Kirsten Renew off of Ethelzine and Micropress. A 13 out of 12 steps down. I should have done that. I'm going to I'm going to give uh, I'm going to give Tom Waits Alice a 12 out of 12 steps down. And I'm going to give Coors Banquet Beer, Coors Golden, Coors Original. Uh, those might be three different beers. <laughs> the one I'm drinking, uh, I'm going to give that a uh, 6 out of 12 steps down because I think it walks that nice middle ground uh, in, a, in, a, in a fine way. And I hope that, dear listener, you, uh, you go out and you, you find yourself an experience and you go to a dive bar if you're drinking you drink something and if you're not you talk to someone new and enjoy the connection because we need to fly in a v it's the only way right into that flame um i don't know how gregorio does this so the socials were on the internet on we're on the internet. With Twitter, book record, beer. We're, we're on Facebook. 
And yeah. we are on wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're you listen to listening to this, then you know that step. So, yeah, I, I actually am wondering why we do the socials because people are listening to it. Hmm. Hmm. Well, that's a, that's a, that's the show, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, play the best song song in the world. I'll eat your soul. Whip crack. Oh, that's my favorite part. Yeah. This is a few years ago. There was an interview with Waits. Um, and he said, again, Pure paraphrase. He's not sure. And he said, <laughs> play the best song Sorry. in the world. Or I'll eat your souls. Whip crack went his whippy tail. Sorry. <laughs> Whip crack went his swampy tail. <laughs> and the beast was stuck. Jesus Christ. You can't stop. No, you can't. I keep wanting to get going on still in my head. It'll be there. Ah! Sorry. Stop. Okay. Hard stop. Hard stop. Waits says so i'm paraphrasing a couple of years ago there was an interview that i that i I read of his from i don't know when it was um and he said i'm gonna start that over (laughs) i'm saying i wanted to do it again a a lot of words i know (laughs) in my head and he said (laughs) it was so difficult you used the same fucking phrase it took us so long to get back. Right back to the same phrase. <laughs> it's the exact same thing with the same intonation. It couldn't have been anything else. <laughs> and he said, oh, God. Do it again. Oh, I got to do it again. <laughs> I don't know why that tickled me so much. Holy shit. Oh, boy. Okay. A few years ago, I stumbled upon this interview with Tom Waits, and, and I'm going to paraphrase uh, here. Um, in the interview, he said he's not sure <laughs> if he's going to play the greatest song in the world <laughs> or if it was just a tribute. <laughs> God. Oh, damn it. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh god oh i gotta get this out this is uh, <laughs> uh, no, dude. it's probably oh it's uh, so it's so funny too because i was like genuinely ready very invested it. in what i was saying and i had a it was like very important and i felt strongly about it and then it fucking we yeah. went tenacious d on it oh, but i got god, it damn it but i got it right. <clears throat> you got it okay go for okay it. 